0: and welcome to The Voyager in association with Turkish Airlines here on Monocle 24. Monocle's new travel show spotlighting outposts of opportunity for business, pleasure and inspiration all around the world. I'm Steve Bloomfield. Monocle has always sought to take our readers and listeners beyond the obvious destinations to find cities on the up, places where there's new business to be done and great things to discover. And that's what we aim to do right here on The Voyager. Each week, a different Monocle editor or correspondent will lead you round a different city. This season takes in destinations from Bangkok to Buenos Aires, from Muscat to Manila. So grab hold of your boarding pass, get ready for takeoff and let Monocle's team of editors and correspondents be your guide. This week we head to Bamako, the capital of Mali, where your guide is Monocle's correspondent in the city, Alex Duval-Smith.
1: Welcome to Bamako, the Route de Colicoro on the eastern side of the city, is one of the tarred arteries going into the centre of Mali's capital. I thought I'd take you into town. I'm off to a brand new hotel and to meet a talented musician, an instrument maker, and to meet some regular visitors with views about doing business in Bamako.
2: Anche. Uh, What's up? The river. The du Fleuve you go? The go?
1: A few words of Bambara never did any harm. Got that fare down to 1,500. Whereas other cities to some degree have been planned, Bamako's a mess. It's just a village that sprawled out in all directions around the Niger River. It's now got about 3 million residents, and I've heard some people say it's the fastest growing city in sub-Saharan Africa. Life's tough for many, but people are very sociable and resilient. My taxi driver's singing along to Ivorian singer Alpha Blondie. The Little carpenters' workshops, basket weavers, fabric dyers, eating places, they're all in the open air. You can window shop through the car window, which is just as well as there aren't any pavements. There's a man there selling metal-framed chairs upholstered with colourful nylon bands. Over there is a very large double bed for sale with matching wooden bedside tables. And a fruit cellar. Here at the traffic lights, children sell mobile phone chargers. Here comes one offering mosquito coils. Ah, we're off again. We escaped the squeegee boys. The traffic can be pretty dense. Beaten up yellow Mercedes taxis, green public minibuses known as Sotramas, shiny new 4x4s and lots of identical Chinese motorbikes. Let's stop and get some cash.
3: Welcome. Please enter your secret number.
1: I've always wondered how a Scottish woman managed to get inside the Banque Internationale du Mali's cash dispenser.
3: Please wait while your transaction is processing.
1: for banking with us. You always have to carry cash. There are quite a few ATMs around town, but I don't know any businesses that take credit cards. Now we're nearly at our destination, just driving past Hotel Amitié, it's the tallest building, 17 storeys, Soviet-built since July 2013. It's been the headquarters of the United Nations mission in Mali, MINUSMA. That's when uh, 10,000 peacekeepers were deployed in Mali in the wake of a French military intervention against Al-Qaeda and other Islamist groups in the north. That job, unfortunately, still isn't done, and recently we've been seeing attacks in the south and centre of the country. Here we are, the Onama Hotel, right in the city centre. Bonjour. The Onomo opened in May as the fifth in a West African chain of hotels. It's big and symmetrical, with 114 rooms, pretty standard at first sight. But it's built with traditional earth bricks mixed with 5% cement. I've got an appointment with the general manager, Swana Nujita. He leads me straight to the pool area where I'm met by the site of... Aubergine and avocado trees. Épinard, chou,
2: basilic. Ça c'est pour le bar. Voilà, des petites choses. Ça change au fur et à mesure.
1: Spinach, cabbage. Basil for the bar, tomatoes on the roof. The general manager explains that the homegrown vegetables are central to the Onomer Hotel's ethos.
3: In the kitchen garden, we have a range of vegetables that allow the chef to pick what he needs every morning. These are the vegetables the customer will find on his or her plate at lunch and dinner time. It's something we stress because it's an innovative concept that's part of what we are. Our service concept at Onomo Bamako is the same as at our hotels in Abidjan, Dhaka, and Libreville. Everything is centred around the lobby, which we call the village. There you find the reception desk, the bar and all the eating areas. There the customer can spend time, meet people, eat lunch, dinner, communicate with his family, just as though he was
2: a home.
1: But isn't it a gamble opening a hotel at this time in Bamako, given the security situation in Mali?
2: Yes,
3: obviously we deplore the difficulties. We'd much rather open hotels in places, in countries where all is well. But the story of Onomo in Bamako started before the events. In keeping with our philosophy, we carried on. In mid-crisis, we did not want to stop. We carried on. It was the right call because nothing happened. Our building work was carried out normally and we opened this hotel. And we're pretty proud of
2: that.
1: The clientele here in the lobby is mixed. Guests, of course, but also people from other hotels using it as a meeting place. And residents of Bamako having lunch with friends or business contacts. Paul Latchman is a South African electronics technician who's just checked in. He comes to Mali regularly to service equipment at the Sadiola gold mine in the south of the country.
2: From my previous visit to Bamako, staying at this hotel is really wonderful. I'm actually very impressed with the hotel.
1: Does the security situation here worry you when you, when you set out to come to Mali? You know, a lot, of, a lot of companies have decided to
2: keep a wide berth of Mali. I've, I've been coming to Mali for many years now. I think it is since 1996. And I found Mali to be a very, very peaceful country. The times that I've spent in, 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 in Bamako or in Sadiola for that matter has been very, very peaceful. I've never ever had any issues with it. We'll be talking to some other
1: Bamako regulars in just a moment.
3: Pack your bags, get ready for takeoff, and let Turkish Airlines take you on a journey to more than 270 destinations in over 100 countries around the world. One of these cities is Bamako. Turkish flies there three times a week and includes its Flying Chef service on board. With a fleet of more than 285 state-of-the-art aircraft, no destination is too
1: far. Turkish Airlines, widen your world. I'm now with Carole Refabert Traoré. You spend much of the year in Mali, so what advice would you give someone who's never done business here?
4: time. Time is another issue here. It's the same word than in English but it's another issue. If you want to do business in Mali you first have to plug into a very good network. Identity doesn't really exist. You exist within your group, within your network. And and it's a very social country isn't it? People are always talking to each other. That's quite refreshing. It's another way of doing everything everything seems slightly the same as in every other country of the world but you you'll need to come and come back and speak and argue and convince and do it and redo it until it's really done Uh, My name's Susan Canney. I'm uh, the director of the Mali Elephant Project. Uh, We're conserving uh, a very unique and iconic population of desert elephants. I can't visit my project area at the moment, but I meet my field team. They come to me. Do you worry about security when you come here? I don't worry about security in Bamako, no.
1: People think of, of Mali a lot in terms of corruption
4: and having to grease palms. Is that something you have to do? <laughs> well, no, I don't do that um, because I think that that encourages bad practice, even if it you know, makes your own operations happen more quickly. I'd say the etiquette is that you greet people, use the laws, you have them as your backup. Also, I think the main thing is respect the other person. You know, they have reasons for their behaviour and try and understand that and respect that.
1: How do you describe Bamako when you're back home?
4: Bamako is incredibly lively. I've noticed the traffic getting worse and worse. I mean, one has to mention the music. (laughs) If you're a music fan, you have to love it here. And also culturally, the people are lovely, terribly friendly and helpful.
1: Here's Monocle's list of things to do in Bamako. Drink bisap, an invigorating juice made from hibiscus petals. Eat cola nuts, the Malian pick-me-up. They're bitter in taste, but guaranteed to give you energy. Visit the Parc National. It's been re-landscaped by the Aga Khan Foundation and includes outdoor gym equipment. Ride on a Jakarta, the ubiquitous motorbikes made under license from KTM in China. Go to the races, watch breakneck Sahelian ponies and their jockeys compete every Sunday at 4pm at the Hippodrome Racetrack. Cross the river in a pirogue from the Monde Hotel to the Badala Hotel. Fair negotiable.
2: That gorgeous song
1: Diminia was composed by Baba M.D. and he plays it on a fifteen string Ngoni. He's a real musician's musician. You often find him supporting international artists when they come to Bamako. It was Damon Albarn last year. Baba also has a solo career and he's an instrument maker. Can you explain how you get this gourd with its hardwood neck to sound so lovely?
2: He tells me
1: this 15-string ngoni, he's called it a bawin, and he's developed it himself.
2: He says
1: Ngoni basically means string instruments, so the kora is an Ngoni with its 21 strings, then there's the jeli Ngoni, the doson Ngoni with six strings, the camel Ngoni with eight, and the bolon with
2: only three.
1: So how is it made?
2: You
1: can't make an instrument out of the calabashes women use for cooking. You cut a hole in it, which you cover with goat skin. That's the usual way, but Baba says he prefers cowhide, which is more resistant to changes in the
2: weather. Then you have the neck. Various hardwoods are used, he says. His favourite is called
1: gnu. Can somebody come to Bamako and have you make one for them? Or well, what does it cost?
2: He tells me
1: he'd be happy to do that. You're looking at 100,000 CFA francs for a 15-string ngoni.
2: That's about 120 euros. How many days does it take to build one?
1: He says the actual building of the instrument will take four to five days, but he's aged and cured the wood beforehand for two, four, or six months. He says the worst thing you can do is use wood that isn't dry. That's when you end up with a bent
2: neck. Go on, let's give your phone number. It's 79...
1: And that's Bamako for you, a city with enormous potential. It's not perhaps the easiest of places to do business. The security situation is variable and off-putting for some. The heat also is a challenge between February and June. But if you like connecting with people, speak French and have your head screwed squarely on your shoulders then Mali's capital won't disappoint you. For Monocle in Bamako, I'm Alex Duval-Smith.
0: And that's all for this week's very first edition of The Voyager. My thanks to Alex Duval-Smith. Next week, we're in Serbia, where our correspondent in Belgrade will be showing you how to unlock the city's rich potential. I'm Steve Bloomfield. Until you board The Voyager again, happy travels.